welcome to Energy Radio. This is episode 73, and uh, pleased to have you listening in, and pleased to welcome my co-host, Lisa Katz. Lisa, welcome. Thank you, Matt. I think this is actually the uh, last podcast I'm recording with you before I head off on uh, a maternity leave, so uh, this should be fun. Right on. And after that, I take over, and who knows what's going to happen then, Lisa. <laughs> I'm excited to find out. <laughs> Lisa typically uh, coordinates and, and gets the guests on, and I'm... Uh, I've I've, thre- I've threatened to her that I'm going to do a hostile takeover of the of the show until she gets back. So this is one more episode of some version of um, uh, I don't know what the word is cohesion or uh, semblance of reality, and then we'll go from there. So to to do that, we have a special guest today. We have Daniel Cohen, who's the principal of Sona Energy Solutions. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, and uh, good luck and congratulations, Lisa. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, Daniel. <laughs> right on. Uh, Daniel, we'd love to give uh, people, our listeners, an opportunity to meet our guests as a starting point. And so I'll just kind of open up the floor. We, we often talk about the origin story uh, of of the of our guest. How did you come to this point in, in your career in the energy industry? Kind of what's your backstory as, as detailed or as, um, you know, high level as, as you're comfortable with? Before we get into the, the, the meat and potatoes of the show, would love to learn a bit about yourself. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, yeah, I've got a, I, I always think it's a, a strange uh, origin story just because of the kind of the eclectic nature of it. Um, but I, I've got a, a marketing degree from uh, University of Massachusetts at Dartmouth um, back in uh, 2004, graduated, and I moved to New York City without really uh, much of a plan to do anything, and I, I got a job at uh, Christie's Auction House. I was a settlements administrator, so kind of a cr- uh, contracts admin, really, a lot of um, a lot of data entry and making sure that uh, consignees were getting paid out the correct amount, so mm-hmm. I got a lot of, lot of zeros, which was fun. Um, I moved from there after a year to a diamond wholesaler. Um, we had a couple of joint ventures that we ran with uh, Tiffany and company. Um, those two joint ventures got sold off and uh, we had, I had met my wife, um, had two kids and then decided that the New York was too expensive. So we relocated where I'm from back to Boston, outside of Boston area. Uh, got into the lighting maintenance field uh, through a company called Aetna Corp. Um, with a good friend, a couple of good friends now. Um, and then uh, I left there three years ago to start Sona um, with with one of those friends uh, who's a co, co-principal or other principal, uh, David McSweeney. And uh, we've seen, you know, 100% growth year over year since we started. So, uh, wow. yeah, hope, hoping we can we can maintain that. That's interesting. From, from a diamond wholesaler to lighting and maintenance to to Sona Energy. That's that's very interesting. So w- what does Sona Energy do, Dan? Yeah, good 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 question. I probably should have mentioned that. Um we are a we're an ESCO, we're a small small ESCO. Um we my, you know, most of our relationships kind of started on the from where the lighting maintenance had me um and in the okay. the retail retail grocery space uh is where I cut my teeth and where um the bulk of our relationships lie. Um, we're expanding, uh, our relationship base though, quite a bit, um, not away from grocery, but to enhance, uh, uh, you know, some of the other customer bases. For the benefit of our 
customers or our customers uh, for the benefit of our listeners esco can you define it as a term uh i have a difficult term a difficult time defining esco um, okay <laughs> yeah I, energy services company um as i think broadly defined but uh, you know, energy can be gasoline, energy can be uh, natural gas, solar. Um, I, I don't know that I really define us as a true ESCO because I think of Johnson Controls and right. some of those behemoths as ESCOs with their shared, shared savings models and, um, uh, you know, financial backing and ability to do, do really, really, really cool stuff. So what what is your walk us through then your business model a modified ESCO uh, like what how do you engage with with clients what does that look like Yeah we we really um, you know kind of bill ourselves as a solutions provider which is I think where the solutions and energy Sona Energy Solutions comes in um, you know our our approach with just about every customer except for the ones that come in asking for something specific is to figure out, you know, really take on a consultant um, role with within the organization that we're working with and figure out where the pain points are, how we can, you know, help to resolve them uh, and then, you know, really take it a step further. And, uh, you know, my parents used to tell me, make yourself invaluable with uh, no matter where you are, which which organization you're with. And, and it's, you know, it's no different than uh, no different here at Sona and, and trying to take that approach with our customer base. Excellent. And so you're you're kind of coming into a client, and you're maybe maybe walk us through kind of from a high level what the process you go through with a new contact, and and how wide can you look at what are your options, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, kind of you know similar to the ESCO definition, it's uh, it's narrowed in terms of we want to be in um, you know the the kind of clean clean energy um, slash uh, efficiency space. So uh, with lighting, a lot of it kind of starts with lighting and, and the low hanging fruit and looking at LED upgrades. Um, you know, from a from a, a, a territorial standpoint, uh, it's been mostly the eastern eastern United States. However, we uh, now have representation in California, we've got representation in the middle of the country. Um, we're working with a customer who uh, who is up in your neck of the woods. So uh, hopefully we can soon, I guess that qualifies as international. Um, right so hopefully soon we can be an international company as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the national, so grocery, grocery is the space we're in. And I don't think most people are going to make uh, a living out of selling to one and two off grocery uh, owners. So the national account space is, is where we are and, and kind of how, who we, interact with and how we have to you know look at projects is uh it, it can be it can be uh you know pretty diverse in terms of, of regions and needs so dan you mentioned that the retail grocery space is sort of kind of the main market that you're in is is that the sole market that you're focused on then or or do you have other markets that you're you're working with as well yeah so uh i don't know if you guys have heard but um EV is a thing now. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that that's um, that's kind of been a natural progression from us or uh, for us uh, working, you know, with uh, utility rebates, state grant programs. Um, it, you know, it's it's kind of the same 
uh, same players and, and uh, vendor. I don't know if they're vendor customers or not, but uh, you know, same similar uh, uh, channel partners. So right. uh, when when EV first kind of kicked up um, on a, a more national stage, uh, maybe three four years ago. Um, you know, we got we got training where we were at 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 Aetna Corp and and got told go sell EV stations to uh, to grocery and um, grocery uh-huh. grocery is not really a been known to be uh, first adopters when it comes to new technology. So that was uh, that was a difficult sell. It's starting to uh, pick up speed there, but um, yeah, I mean we 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 view we really view the the charging the EV charging space as a place where. Uh, an activity where people charge from home, you know, either home or work. And, you know, I think the, the, the bigger play for us is, is in the multi-unit dwelling space. So okay. uh, really not grocery um, as a, who, who kind of who we're going after, after next. Okay. And, and from a technology perspective, I noticed, I think it was on your website that I found this, you guys are into microgrid solutions. So you mentioned lighting, you mentioned EV. Are those the two technologies that you're typically combining or are you putting solar PV? Like what, what's a microgrid to you or what other technologies are you typically deploying here? Yeah. I mean, micro for us is, um, or microgrid for us is, you know, just clean storage and then some, some version of dirt for uh you know for weather events or or possible overages um uh, or for some cost cost shaving but um that yeah i think solar pv primarily okay um, Okay. just with with battery and then a most likely a natural gas generator um oh okay where will depend on or or what the exact technology is will depend on where the customer needs a solution okay okay Interesting. So on the EV, back to the EV piece. Um, so are you, you guys are doing, you know, sizing it, installing it, you know, financing it and, and you're getting like a, a tolling arrangement or how, how do you engage, you know, with a EV solution? Well, yeah, we're a solutions company. So I, I, don't, I, you know, I don't know if that puts us behind the eight ball when it comes to go to market or in front of it. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people like to develop their, um, their nail and then work on hammering it in. And, you know, again, going back to the solutions, you know, we try and figure out and, and work with the customer on what the right solution for, for them is. Um, you know, speaking about, you know, microgrid and, um, you know, and EV uh, on the microgrid side, it may be only uh, some battery backup and, and not necessarily solar that, uh, you know, that helps get a project across. Um, you know the the kind of the I think the dream state is to create energy, use it while you're on site, and use and then store it and use it when there is no solar. Um, but yeah, I mean we're, we're we do have some uh, you know kind of more as a service or subscription models for the EV. Um, you know we're a turnkey provider for the people that just want to own and operate it themselves. Um, I think that's I think that answers that. So at the, at the beginning of the conversation, Dan, you mentioned that um, you're a small ESCO. Like, how many people do you employ? And as it relates to the turnkey aspect of projects, do you hire on other service providers or other key members of your team to kind of execute those projects on a turnkey basis? Yeah, my 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 the my last boss, so J.C. Everett, um, uh, he 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 used to you know talk about owning nothing like uh, like Airbnb. Um, 
or, or Uber. And uh, the, there's some value in that. You know, I'm, I, uh, having worked on, at the electrical contractor, uh, you know, you really, you, you really realize that some, some tools are meant for some situations and other tools are meant for other situations. And, you know, we're, we're small. Yeah. We, uh, started at two, my, myself and Dave, our principal, um, we're up to, I think eight now, um, okay. depending on background check passing, which we are in. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, from a person standpoint, yeah, we're, we're, I think eight qualifies as a small business in most places. Um, that's our size. Uh, I may have rambled. What was the, was there another part of the question? Yeah. Just like, as it relates to, you know, your size, how are you executing turnkey projects? Like right. are you relying Owning. on external partners or others then outside of your organization to, to kind of, you know, to execute the project under a turnkey basis? Yeah. And then, and that's, that's goes back to that, uh, that Uber analogy that I, I should have brought myself back to. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, we we don't from a from a labor standpoint, we don't own anything, um, and we don't really want to own anything. And that that tool piece is the big is the big thing. Um, you ask some, you you know, not to dump on lighting people, but if you you know if you hire a lighting contractor specific to uh, install an, a you know a fan motor in a refrigerated case, uh, you know you're you're gonna have problems. So. Uh, yeah, we really, we look to outsource pretty much everything and we're really, a you know, a, a sales and marketing entity, um, okay. with the engineering, um, you know, knowledge that can help us, help us and our customers put solutions into place. Okay. So, so you basically, you, you work presumably with an engineering company that kind of gets everything, you know, does all the detailed design and that, we, you know, we, that sort of, we do have a lot of that in house. Um, Okay. Yeah, some some of the other some some trades we might outsource. So solar is something that we will likely outsource. We don't have a designer for that right now. Um, okay. As we as we grow, you know, we we may look to bring that uh, design piece in house. Um, okay. But it's 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 early still for, uh, you know, for us to be touching so many different, uh, you know, electrical mechanical pieces. Um, you know, we'd have to we'd have to have quite a few full time people on. Um, so soon or okay. at some point, hopefully. So you do that part. You obviously do procurement, there's construction, and then you're, you're basically offering some form of a financial service to sell this energy as a service to the clients. Yeah. Um, yes and no. Again, you know, I, I go back to, to solutions. Um, grocery through COVID has been flush with cash and, and traditionally they've been uh -huh. flush with cash and they are, uh, you know, they really don't, they're not interested in taking technology risks. Um, so they will typically wait until adoption and then, and then they'll adopt and they'll buy it outright. Um, okay. From a, from a, uh, uh, you know, we, we've really only offered our services to our grocery customers. They, they typically have sourcing groups inside. They've designed their, you know, their store spec. Um, I can't count how many times, you know, we've gone into one store expecting one, to see something similar and uh, have it be nothing like every other store that they own, um, they being every every customer that we work with. So it, it's it can be hard to standardize. So we we do find ourselves you know providing solutions, um, but with uh, materials that they've provided that they will buy. Um, so we we just look to you know be the solution for them really. 
Okay. Are, are, in the in the grocery space, are there you know lighting is kind of the has been the focus. Are there other you know solutions more on the refrigeration and and you know that mechanical side of the house that you you've looked at or you've implemented as well? Yeah, VFDs have been a big rollout. Um, you know, the past few years, the uh, I I love I love uh, my next sentence, but the 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 new sexy thing in grocery is adding doors to open cases. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, really, you know, to, to help contain the refrigeration uh, kind of leakage okay. in the store. So uh, I typically don't associate, I would not typically associate that with sexy, but it's been told right. to me that it's sexy. In, in- <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and, and are you guys getting into that kind of stuff, the VFDs and the, and the doors and all the, those are all energy management stuff that, you know, you guys are getting into as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, kind of being the, being in, in the national account space, you're, you know, you, yeah. you roll out one thing and then it's, you know, move on to the next and roll out that and then rinse and repeat. Right on. So yeah. you mentioned you've grown significantly, Dan, over the last couple of years. How many projects have you guys been involved with then to date? Oh, geez, that's a good question. Um, easily answered, though. Um, I think we're into QuickBooks invoice like 250. So somewhere between, wow, I'd say uh, 100 and... 150 or so um you know some of them are you know a thousand bucks and then some of them are a few hundred thousand dollars so you know they right, really right. they can range in size uh pretty good okay how, how do you work with those national retailers are you bringing ideas to them are they are they bringing ideas to you like, i'm curious how that back and forth works uh we like to think that we're bringing ideas to them, you know, new, I <laughs> say new ideas. They're getting bombarded by, um, you know, so in, in, in the U S we've got, uh, Kroger is number one, Albertson's number two, you know, you could probably, th- uh, move those down to three and four. If you factor in Walmart and target, um, as grocery, which they aren't, you know, they, they didn't, they were a book, uh, reseller and, uh, you know, uh, kind of a general store uh, from their 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 starts, um, but but they sell lots of gallons of milk and eggs now. So uh, I think those guys are are kind of taking over, uh, leading the way. For, but again, from a technology standpoint, yeah, we'll we'll bring we'll bring them solutions. You know, we'll look to do some of that stuff at at risk. Um, it's hard to it can be difficult to wrap your. Uh, you know, to wrap that up into a solution, because a lot of that will depend on um, a, a lot of them accepting a proposal, whether it's a, a lighting proposal, uh, you know, a drive proposal, adding doors, you name it, um, you know, depends on on length of lease and, and how long that one individual site may be, may be around for. So you're you're approaching the customer, Dan, with with something as, like a general solution. We'll call it the start. Yep. How are you determining what solution, or how are you determining with the client what solution makes the most sense? Like, at what point do you guys just decide that you're doing lighting versus, for example, a microgrid project that might incorporate solar PV with, you know, maybe some energy storage and and uh, you know you mentioned some generator installations as well. So, at what point are you kind of getting having that conversation with them? uh we're we're as they as the technology comes so 
you know, I think microgrid solar has been around for, you know, more than a few years. EV has been around for, I'd say only a few years. Um, you know, the, the kind of idea of a microgrid has been around longer, but it's, you know, really gained some, some traction more recently than, than EV. Um, you know, we, we, we try to have routine meetings with our customers to, uh, you know, a kind of project manage the projects, uh, at the customer level, um, or the corporate level as they're also being managed at site level. Uh, and we, you know, we generally have the, those discussions with them uh, kind of at the tail ends of that, that those meetings, asking them what they're seeing, what they'd like to see uh, kind of offering our, our, you know, what we're seeing uh, in the street as I do air quotes. Um, again, you know, retail grocery in the United States has not been a technology uh, leader. So, the EV discussions that I started having three, four, five years ago are starting to come to fruition now. Um, same thing with the solar projects and and microgrid. They have not been uh, big on taking technology risks. So you know what we're we're starting to see is that if if we can, you know, if we can own and operate the stations with an investor at risk, um, uh, uh, you know, hopefully a uh, less risky endeavor where, where they're going to be at that site for a longer period of time. Um, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the, the discussions for that are happening now. And uh, I hope to see some of that stuff come to fruition the next year. Um, I know some, there are some sites where the cost of energy is, you know, 30, 40 cents uh, a kilowatt hour that that stuff is, you know, kind of a layup to do those projects. Um, but most yeah, of, yeah. most of the, the middle of the United States is somewhere in the, you know, six, eight cents kilowatt hour, probably less in, in the real middle. Um, so, uh, where does, you know, the, the middle of America, the price is low, but what's not factored in is, is the carbon, you know, piece to it. Where, where does that fit into your discussions with grocers or, or other clients? You know that that twenty or thirty cents. There's a lot of things driving that, but one of it is, it's you know the, the, the profile from an emissions perspective on that electricity is cleaner. Is that starting to figure its way into what you guys are doing and working on? It's it's starting to. I, I you know I think there's a little bit more of uh, of a uh, you know a, a saleable on the inside of their organization um, opportunity in you know I think the the reliability of the energy inside of you know kind of the the coasts um and even on the coasts it's it's not it's not really fully reliable um i have i have one customer that has a power outage in their fleet um you know every every few days and certain things happen at at the time of power outage so people start to uh you know trigger removing the fresh product uh they start to trigger um, you know, closing down the store. So if we can, I, I think there's probably a lot more of a, of a payback discussion happening. If we can, you know, try and provide some resiliency in addition to clean energy. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not up on the news in Canada, but, uh, you can't get anything here because there's a labor shortage. Um, mm. and I'm, I can only imagine that groceries here are, uh, dealing with the same labor shortage, so that should help. Yeah, and our, you know, uh, what what part of the supply chain do you mean labor? Uh, like logistics, trucking? 
or uh, I mean, he, it, in the States, uh, restaurants are not open the same hours that they used to be. Um, tr yeah, trucking, uh, you know, you can't get, uh, you can't, you can't get anything. Childcare is an issue. Uh, you, you name it in the, in, in the, uh, you name it. And there's a labor shortage, I think, behind it in, in this country. Well, I asked about logistics because uh, our, our truckers were all busy protesting uh, in our capital. And that, you know, the, the, the joke, the story was, oh, you know, now we're going to see supply chain issues, uh, you know, as a result. But it, it it was a minority of the truckers and, and it didn't affect it. But, yeah, we're seeing definitely labor shortages. Um, that piece about resiliency and reliability is, is a really a good one and an important one. Um, are you looking at different, you know, on-site generation kind of technologies? Are you are you seeing different premiums that people are willing to pay for that? Like, does that actually play itself out in in the the, the dollars and cents of what you guys are doing, or is it just you know kind of on the nice to have list? Um, I mean, really, again, in in the grocery space, I think it's dream state, and it's probably a few years down the road. You know, I think there will be some movement. Um, but not a lot until we can make a, um, you know, real dollar and cents case. And it's, uh, you know, what tax credit, some, something is going to have to help um, push these projects over the line, whether it's tax credits or, um, you know, some other form of subsidy from the government. Are you, are you getting technology requests though, Dan, for, you know, like you know, from these grocery stores in terms of other technologies that they want you to get involved with, you know, is, is we hear on, you know, our side of the, the, the fence in a lot of discussion about hydrogen and, you know, just different technologies altogether, you know, industrial heat pumps is obviously a little bit different as it relates to, you know, grocery stores, but are you, you know, even a geothermal, like, are you hearing about different technologies that you guys should be getting involved with? Um, as it relates to grocery, no, I don't, I, I won't say no. I'll say I'll say no from a from a larger rollout standpoint. Um, where you know, typically where where our relationships have lied within the 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 grocery organization has been on the um, you know really on the the more the maintenance side, um, starting to shift to uh, energy management and sustainability. Or I shouldn't okay. say starting. That, I mean, that that does really lie on the maintenance side and it still falls under construction. But um, I think that the construction group, uh, you know, they, they don't they don't seem to be interested in, in. In opening a new store, building a new store ground up with the new technologies just because of the cost prohibitive inhibitiveness of it. And, and that's that's a place where I, I can see us fitting in and in, in owning and operating um, you know, some of the newer technology, uh, you know, we're, again, we're, we're relatively new and, and, you know, growing with what we've got. So uh, I, I would love to get into some new, we, you know, we actually have started some new construction talk, uh, not in grocery in multifamily, um, you know, 14 story building condo type building. Um, so that, that needs to be, a, that needs to be a hundred percent electric. And I know we're, um, you know, we're getting into, uh, you know, some real HVAC efficiencies and uh, like what you mentioned, pumps and, and some geothermal. Um, my colleague, Chris Kaiser, would be a much better person to speak to on on those. Uh, I'm on the sales side um, and I and I like admitting that as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's coming. I, I can see it happening in grocery. I can see it happening in us owning and operating. Um, but you know, there, there doesn't seem to be the willingness. I think, I think a big part of that has to do with, um, uh, just perfect, uh, the, the grocer is trying to protect their, uh, their kind of IP and where they're putting in projects and their planning and who they want to know, who they want to know about what, um, so as we as we continue to grow as a company, we'll we'll start to have those discussions more and more. Let's talk about the sales side though for a second, because because uh, now I'm I'm interested in hearing about something and learning about something. Uh, you know, on the grocery store side, if you're talking about whether it's a Walmart or you're talking about a Kroger, like from you've got eight people, I think you mentioned was working for you. Is mm-hmm. it is it a matter of getting into Kroger headquarters and then from there everything kind of goes down or are you literally having to go to, for example, every Kroger in whatever jurisdiction or area that you're trying to target? Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're already in the corporate spaces. Um, you know, we're not, we're not in every corporate space, uh, but that's, that's where, that is where our relationships lie. Um, okay. I think our, I think our big, biggest issue as a company right now is, is the age of us and us being, you know, a you know, a really kind of a plucky startup. Um, my partner and I, Dave McSweeney started the, the business with like, you know, a couple grand and we needed as salespeople, we needed to make sure that we could execute on the projects that we said we were going to execute with, you know, some, some big name customers. So right. we, were, we were able to do that and, and then grow that. And and now we're at at growth stage, so it's still a it's still a well, you know, can you guys really do this? Um, and we're, you know, they find out that we can, and then that's that's growing, and there's only so much time in a day, and uh, uh, you know, risk that that a company's going to take on a, on a new a new vendor, um, but it's it is happening, it's happening quicker. So I think just I think the biggest uh, the biggest hampering of us is just the time and and time resource. Right. And so then we talked about that labor shortage. Are you yeah. finding that that's also hitting your growth? Like you don't have enough, you know, you, you'd love to go from eight to 16, but finding another eight, you know, really good people that fit your culture and fit what you're doing. That's just, that's your, that's your limiting factor right now. Um, yeah. I mean, just the cat, the natural cash flow of a, of a, of a self-funded startup is our, um, you know, is, is our, our biggest financial, uh, you know, I guess drawback. Um, so I think that that's the, that's the biggest issue. I, you know, I, I've, I keep telling my partner, you know, I want that guy and this guy and that girl and that girl. And, uh, we just can't afford it. Uh, right. it, it'll, it'll come next year. Uh, but not right now. Got it. Yeah. Having, having watched uh, my uncle grow CEM from a startup to, you know, now and taking the reins, uh, I get it totally. Uh, cash, yeah. cash is king and you got to swallow hard every two weeks when you, when you cut payroll. Right. So, it, yeah. uh, I don't know if your employees are like our team members, Dan, but they, they like getting paid every two weeks. It's a strange. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found one that, that doesn't. So, uh, uh, no, that's good. So, what, what, you know, if we pick up the phone and we talk to you two, three, four, five years from now, um, you know, kind of what's what's different about what you're doing? What's you know bigger? What's new, like what's your kind of big picture vision for for uh, Sona? Yeah, I mean, just the con- continuation of of the team build out. Um, I I love not knowing um, 
it makes me think that I'm actually a little bit smart um, because I don't know. Right. So I, I, you know, I can see the team growing. I, I, uh, you know, if we just, if we keep on the same path of, of, you know, uh, doing, you know, two to 300% growth every two to three years, um, that would be, that would be nice. Um, you know, bigger would be better. Smaller would be okay too. Uh, so just more, more heads on the team, you know, executing on, on more projects. And and when I say more projects, I don't mean, uh, a quantity, but a, a kind of a diversity of project type, um, more microgrids, different customers. Um, you know, there's, there's so much opportunity in the space right now. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, I can't wait for tomorrow. Cool. I love, I love it. The, the energy and the excitement is, is contagious. Um, so, um, as we kind of uh, wrap, wrap up here, we've had a, we've had a, a good conversation. I've I've appreciated kind of the the, the narrow you know focus and, and expertise you bring to a certain aspect of of the market that we fr- frankly don't you know talk a lot about. But all of us touch it, right? All of us, you know, if you my family comes from farmers, so they love to say, if you ate today, thank a farmer. Uh, but unless you're buying from a farmer's market, if you ate today, thank a grocer, right? You know, they're part of that logistical supply chain and. Um, you know, that's that's where you guys fit in, right? So to kind of uh, chat about that has been has been great. Has there been anything we've kind of haven't touched on, uh, Dan, that you, you know you were hoping we would, or you know, something you want to kind of talk a bit further on as we start to uh, land the plane here? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think so. That's usually a question that I I ask people uh, is what did I what did I forget or what did I not ask? So uh, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you being on the same wavelength as me. <laughs> Great, cool. And and if people who are listening want to get connected with you in terms of you know either the services you provide or you know interested in in helping you guys in whatever way, what's the best way to find you and your team? Um, so link LinkedIn. Uh, and our website, I think, are are the two main uh, two main, which is uh, sonaenergy.com. Um, so yeah, looking forward to uh, hopefully meeting some new people and and working with uh, you know whoever whoever is interested. Awesome. Well, great, Dan. Thanks for carving out time. And, you know, with uh, with everything you've got in front of you, I'm sure your calendar is uh, is chock full. So we appreciate you carving out time to to chat with us and to give our audience a glimpse into how you serve uh, this market and how you you know bring your you're a key part of the energy transition. So really appreciate you joining the show today. Thanks awesome. very much, thank- Dan. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Lisa. And again, good luck. Cool. Thank Great. you so much. And Lisa, Enjoy thank you. Lisa, thank you as always for uh, putting together a, a great show, and we will uh, we will miss you as you focus on what's more important, um, being a mom. We wish you all uh, health and safety for you and and the baby in the coming weeks. Um, hopefully, he comes uh, quickly and uh, and safely. So uh, all the best. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll have we'll have you back on the show to resume uh, some uh, some semblance of decorum. That's the word I was looking for before. Decorum. Aha. Okay. <laughs> To Mark, our man behind the glass who makes us sound good, thank you as always. And to our listeners, most of all, thank you for listening. As always, if you have ideas for guests or improvements, uh, please uh, let us know. If you have ideas for how to take over the show, uh, please also let me know. And until, uh, until we speak again, remember you're not alone in this energy transition. Our goal here is to provide you with introductions and knowledge so that you can all work together in this energy transition. Until next time, be safe.